You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week, show number 30. I'm Neil Pickup and I will be your host tonight. We've got a bit of a rocket for you. Hopefully it'll help me to pick up my spirits a little bit. I was in a little bit of a sombre mood, guys, not going to lie. I've been out visiting my mother-in-law's grave uh, just before the show. Uh, she doesn't know, she thinks it's the footings for the new conservatory. Tonight's show, we're going to try something a little different. And the theme of tonight's show is how good are the champions. More specifically, how good is the middleweight World Arm Wrestling League champion? Rob Vidget Jr. has been coming under a bit of criticism. Seems like everybody wants a piece of the hammer holder. And he's not concerned about it. Anyone and anywhere has always been the motto of Rob Vidget Jr. So tonight, we thought we'd bring some of the noisiest people from social media onto the show and let him speak to the champ himself. So the man at the top of the World Arm Wrestling League roster will face the fire. We couldn't leave him all on his own, and we needed a good guy. So I asked a guy that everybody loves, who's already on the WoW roster, to come on and give Rob some moral support. That's right, Paul Lynn will be on tonight's show as well. So with a load of revved up potential challengers, and the reigning champion's usual shy, retiring demeanour, there's a lot of potential fireworks. Let's see how it turned out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We are going for something a bit different this week. We've got a number of the top middleweights in North America on the line. Because yesterday, it went off big time on social media. We can't let things like that hang. So, for the first time ever, we've got four guys at once on the line. And we may end up with five. I'm going to introduce you. Listen, this for a list. We've got Brandon Lemon on the line. We've got Paul Lynn on the line. We've got Sonny Larson on the line. And we've got the middleweight WAL hammer holder on the line, Rob Vigit Jr. Fellas, how are you doing? Doing good. Very well. Lovely darts. Now, if, 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 if all of you out there can hear road noise, it's because I think Brendan's pulled up near either a freeway or somewhere else with this massive road noise. But it's adding that little bit of atmosphere and we love that. But if it's atmosphere you're waiting for, I think we'll probably get a bit as this show goes on. So let me give you a bit of backdrop. Yesterday, comments go on, and I think it actually started, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Sonny was the first one to draw blood. So Sonny Larson, guy that everybody will know out there, real pedigree with this guy. Champion in many, many organizations in North America. And he has a big win this weekend, I think, and puts a question out there. Who'd like to see me slap the shit out of Rob Vigent Jr.? And ordinarily, that creates a bit of a reaction from Rob. And yesterday, Rob, you picked on, up on that one really quickly. And off we go. So we thought we'd get you guys on. Firstly, Rob, what was going through your mind when you read that? Are you concerned about Sonny, or do you not, uh, do you not think that's a credible threat? 
Yeah, that's a that's a two part question. When you asked what was going through my mind when I jumped on it, I was over here uh, washing away my sorrows that nobody could put the brakes on Brendan. So there was about 18 Mai Tais in my brain. And uh, but I think my answer was pretty legit that I think at this point in time, he's not really someone that I'm looking at as a problem. I think I'd have to see him go against some of the other top guys before, you know, you could just chime in and play that game. The ass whoopings he's talking about giving me is the same as like the ass whoopings George St. Pierre took when he was at the playground. Like you can't be that fat kid on the couch that are 30 years old now talking about how you beat George St. Pierre up once and now you're grown men. You can't talk about things from 13 years ago. To me, it doesn't exist. Now, Sonny, in response to that, mate, obviously uh, you must feel like you can do something with Rob. Is it is it Rob's style particularly? Have you got history with Rob that you've done well against him? What what sort of uh, spurred that? Well, I was the fat kid on the couch that beat him the first time. So uh, I don't think he's ever seen a trained Sonny Larson or even know what that might, what kind of fits that would give him. Now, it seems like everybody's got this feeling. I mean, one of, the, one of the other guys we've got on the call here, Brendan, you're a guy that, obviously, you get on well with Rob, you guys meet, and Rob's told me in person that he thinks you're a lovely individual. But yesterday, after a pretty resounding victory in both hands, I believe, you straight away yep. went on there, and I think, uh, looking for that match a little bit, you angled in and called Rob the old king. <laughs> <laughs> gotta admit, gotta admit, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I love taking pokes at Rob. He's a champ. I know. I'll say, I'm going to be getting it one day too, so I got to have fun with it while I can. Now, one I'll tell you what's funny. Is, is it's funny that I've never had so many people saying they're coming for me now that I'm there. I mean, I, I was joking today that I even got my mom hitting me up now with texts like, "I'm going to get that hammer." Like everybody's taking a jab. <laughs> Well, we would have had we would have had Ryan Bowen on here, but we couldn't wake him up. It's like three a.m. Oh, over there. Sake. <laughs> so, Paul, I think you're the only guy out there that that hasn't gone out and straight away called out Rob and said you're you, you're the man to take the hammer. And yet, you're one of the guys that many people think is a really credible threat. Do you see yourself as? I mean, and I'm asking you this question, Paul, not to set you up, mate. More because you've always given very honest answers in the past. When you look around and you look at Sonny Larson, are you familiar with Sonny firstly? And are you familiar with Brendan? And do you see those guys as above you, below you, at your level? How do you sort of perceive you you you, you compare with those lads? Right. So I only know Sonny from just social media. Mm -hmm. I, I've never been at a tournament where he was at or got to see him pull live. So yeah. that's not... Sonny's not somebody I can really speak on. I've only heard good things, you know, and obviously he has the track record speaks for itself. As far as Brendan goes, um, we've pulled before and we've been in each other. He's a great dude. I consider him, I consider him a friend. So do, same with Rob. Um, but uh, yeah, I, the first time we pulled, which was quite some time ago was I think his, his first journey back down to 220. Um, and I wound up winning that. And I think that might've had something to do with his, his state at the time. I think he looks like he's in a lot better shape now. Um, but as far as what you said about, you know, calling people out i'm not I'm, I'm real with myself uh i know that i have quite a quite a ways to go i do feel like i'm still progressing and i choose to to let my my actions speak rather than uh you know special social social media posts and things like that um, um, and when you look at guys like brendan obviously he, he, 
Brendan's been on a tear recently. He's winning a lot of events there. He's competed in the on the undercard of the World Arm Wrestling League. Is is he a guy you're very very aware of? Do you sort of um, see him as a real threat up and coming? And do you think he's got the right to get in there and to challenge Rob early doors? Right. Yeah. Brendan is a real deal for sure. Um, he's super versatile and coming down in weight. I, I think that's the biggest factor. Um, I think Brendan walks around a little bit heavier than, than probably everybody on the thread, but I think he made a good clean cut down to, um, to, to, to that, that middleweight range. So, I mean, it's, it's yet to be seen at that real top level, you know, in the 205 weight range, how that's going to affect his game. But I think he's totally the real deal. Now, as far as calling Rob out, I mean, my personal opinion on those things is, is my own. And I don't choose to call people out. I try to be as respectful as possible to uh, a very deserving champ. Um, mm-hmm. I hope to one day, you know, potentially hold a hammer myself. But 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 I'm not I'm not the one to to, to call people out, especially who are as de- deserving and in such a dominant position as Rob. Um, but I do think Brendan is is right there knocking on the doorstep of of, of any one of us. Now you've also pulled Brendan, haven't you? You guys have met. Correct. How did that go? Uh, I beat him. I beat him too. I mean, it was in a, it was in a tournament. I beat him in the prelim and I beat him in the final. Uh, we, he had the buckle when we were in the final and he gave me a nice good match. Uh, a little defensive top roll, uh, kind of stopped my outside game. It was about a five, six second match. It was a good little battle. Uh, we got the after pull and practice and everything there. And he, he's very, very versatile. And going back to Sonny for a moment, Sonny, when you look at, obviously you've had success with Rob in the past. Um, do you so think long, very far past <laughs> so far ago he don't want none of this i guarantee it what how long ago was that what was that win mate when did you when did you do well with rob i believe it was maybe 2008 okay when we pulled but that was an untrained version of me showing up to win something it was a key for harley davison so uh, most tournaments I've ever been to, there wasn't much for prize money. So if there's something to pull for, you can bet I'll show Okay, so wait. On that note, the very next year, the biggest fuck... No, actually, later that year, so you were still this same badass, the biggest tournament we had to date up at, for, for our era was the ROTN that was giving away the most money for arm wrestlers, and you showed up at that event. How'd you place, by the way? Uh, that's oh, you private. did it. How did I do? Oh, I won. <laughs> Good job, big guy. <laughs> well, that's what that's our most recent history. Yeah. So and I, it looks like you don't want to have any more history. But if I, buddy, you, if, I, they, if I woke up tomorrow and there was a contract to pull Sonny Larson from the WAL, I'd already have the money spent in my head. I'd already have the fucking vacation book. Yeah, you, you just pulled for the hammer, the number 10 guy on North American rank. Like I said, in my eight-man class, I if you joined in, you'd officially be ninth place. Top roll world title, buddy. And that's world title? So you're saying you go win world titles, but you can't win ROTN. You can't even place. So there's your level of competition. I don't think you knew the level of injuries I've had. Uh, I, I never speak of my injuries very often. I don't make excuses, but uh, I, I got <laughs> You just made a bunch of them. So, Sonny, right. if you look at the guys that are in the middleweight division right now, I mean, one of the things that I really wanted to pick up on this with, with, with both Brandon and Sonny, to be honest, because you guys are obviously hungry, and I wanted to understand 
is a lot of this just to get the shot in the World Arm Wrestling League to get noticed? Because, understandably, you you lads are hungry to do that. You're hungry to get the shot and you're hungry to get that recognition. And both of you have genuine pedigrees, as Paul and Rob have, have, have respectively pointed out. But are you doing oh. this really to get that attention? Or do you genuinely believe right now that you are capable of beating Rob? I generally believe I can beat Rob. Uh, there's actually some gravy to have in the sport. Uh, that's when I come out to play. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be fishing and hunting. You can have your plastic trophies. So it's really, it's the money motivation that's the thing for you, Sonny? Yeah, money's my motivation. I don't need fame, authority. And if they thought truth was speaking shit, then I don't know if it's different from where I come from. Brendan, same question, mate. Because I'm getting yeah. the feeling that it's not just about money for you. I think you've no, got me, I Love Arm Wrestling tattooed on your floppy yeah. dog. Exactly, yeah. Well, for me, money is it, it, it's a bonus for me. I do it because I love it. I love competition. I love arm wrestling. I love everything about it. I love the atmosphere. I love the people that it's brought into my life. And uh, a lot of the words, it's not really coming from the heart you see on the internet. We're, we're all friends at the end of the day. But, you know, if you, with me, if I can believe that I can do something and I can accomplish it with my, with my, my brain to convince myself that I can do anything in the world, I can do it. And when I put it on the arm wrestling table, I feel like I'm just unstoppable. Even if I, say, go against the strongest person in the world, I'm still going to give it my all and I'm still going to believe that I can win it. Now, one of the things that I struggle to get my head around, guys, is the fact that Rob seems to be not getting the, the necessarily the credibility, the respect that he perhaps deserve over in North America, apart from a couple of people. I mean, obviously, some of the guys out there uh, do respect that level. Obviously, Paul Lynn, who we've got on the call here, has spoken very, very highly of Rob. But, Sonny, you obviously yesterday did said that you didn't think that Rob was in any way representative of the best in the world and, and, and not even North America. Um, Brendan, I don't know where you stand on that, but we have Brent Rackers also come out with a very, very similar comment that he feels, uh, and Herman Stevens didn't believe that uh, that's the case either. Why do you think that that is, guys? I think with oh, I, I think Rob is he is number one. He's the best, and that's that's why. Whenever you're number one, people want to be number one, so they're going to do whatever it takes to get up there, right? He is the champion, and he's deserved champion, but. They, every dog has its day, and I know I'm, it's destiny for me that I'm, I'm going to be the best in the world one day. So mm -hmm. I was born to do this. What about the fact I, of the matter is, if I didn't have friction with some of these guys, like Brent, for whatever reason, Brent's got this hard on for me, and he, he's just <laughs> never been able to get one over on me, really. And if you talk about bad, bad days, the worst day of my arm wrestling life, there's it's a tie between two of them. And Brent Rocker's match in UAL was one of them. And I still beat that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's butthurt about it. He disappeared after that. He was like what happened to Marvin Hagler after Sugar Ray Leonard beat him. He's like, I can't believe that this little fucking worm beat me. And he went and turned into a cokehead. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you should say that, mate, because right now... I am calling Brent Rackers, and we're going to see if we can get Brent on the line. So What's up, Neil? Just... Pick up. 
Yes, Brent Rackers joins us now as well, guys. So we have now got Brendan Lemon. We got <laughs> Rob Pigeon. We got Paul Lynn. We got Sonny Larson, and we've also got Brent Rackers on the line right now. Now, Rob, you were just talking about him just a moment ago. Do you want to just repeat some of the stuff you said there? Obviously, Brent, just to catch up a little bit here, mate. Thanks for coming on the show, first of all. We were just picking up why there seems to be quite a few people in North America that don't think that Rob is representative of the best in North America, never mind the world. And I wanted to know, do you guys actually believe this? Do you believe that, Brent? Or is I it said just that, creating no, a I, Neil, I've told you WAL's been protecting <coughs> his ass for years now because they won't bring anyone else in to see what he can do against any new faces. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a slap in the face to a lot of really good arm wrestlers. Like a guy like Craig Toulier, who put Todd Hutchings to the brinks when he was like 15 pounds lighter than I pulled him. And you're saying that they're protecting me by giving me the biggest, strongest version of that man ever. Wow. If I was him, I'd be shithouse. No, it ain't nothing about anybody else here, Rob. You're it's saying they're protecting me. New faces in to give you some real competition. And getting if the old faces can't do it, bring the new competition in so somebody can get the job done. And who's that going to be? Which country are they going to have to go to? Because the point is, it's not here. They're going to have to come to Illinois because they ain't got to go very far. Uh, Neil, can I book another vacation? Is it possible <laughs> for me to book two vacations back-to-back -back on this? <laughs> so, Brent, let's just catch people up on a bit of, on a bit of recent history, mate. So you've been, you've been having a great run, you were telling me the other day. Um, but you've come back to the sport and really started to gather momentum in the last few months, probably three months or so. Yep. Now, prior to that, what's your history pulling rock? <laughs> I think we've – I honestly don't remember. I only remember the last time we Yes, pulled. you do. You know every point, every score, every year. Rob, I'm not like you. I know. I remember the last time we pulled, which was January of 14. And it was a best of, five, best of five. And we pulled 11, ma <clears throat> 11 matches with restarts. This is getting complicated. So did I win or did I lose? You got the decision. Did Wait you a minute. Win? You told me I didn't pin you? Uh, I don't think you pinned me three times, no. Oh, no, I've watched it because I cracked up so hard to that face you made when he called the pin. I laughed so hard, so long. See how many elbow falls you had on there, Robert. <laughs> right. You got I, away I with it. Because I, I, the, the refs were all voodooed and Houdini'd into not seeing them. Houdini. Is that a RBJ term? Yeah, yeah, you can call it that. So, anyways, yeah. it was yeah, it was a good match. Not a, a for effort, brother. So, in in re, in the recent in the recent times when you've been pulling, guys, and I'm going to ask this question individually because I've been keeping a very very close eye on Mr. Paul Lynn. I've been keeping a pretty close eye on Brandon Lemon too. Sonny, you've been a little more absent and. We already understand why, because you've said that money is the main motivator. Uh, Brent, what kind of wins have you had in this last three months? Just tell people which sort of uh, recognised names you've knocked off, and then we'll come to Sonny for the same uh, question, and then we'll come to Brandon for the same question. Uh, Sonny and I pulled in Kansas City a couple of weeks ago in the finals. Mm -hmm. um, I beat him there a couple of times. Um, 
Who else have I pulled? Chance Shaw. Um, he's an up and comer, big kid, probably 250. Yeah, Chance, Chance, uh, number one, Chance is probably uh, one of my favorite arm wrestlers, if, if for nothing else, just on the designer shirts he wears. Yes, yes. Um, beat him. Uh, Dan, <laughs> like an entertainer on the love boat. Dan Whittle. Dan Whittle's uh, – you all know Dan Whittle. Everybody yeah, big Oki guy. Yeah, he, he's Oki puller. He's short, stocky, real powerful. Big bench yep. press. Bill Logston. Bill's a little light these days, so I don't really count that. But And you're telling me I'm being protected in my class, and you're listing this shit off? <laughs> hey, sign us hey, up. That's Let's a go. great resume, brother. Yeah. You take that arm wrestling resume to the McDonald's of arm wrestling, and you don't even get a job mopping the floors. Wow. Slapping, <laughs> slapping those guys in the face. Bill Larson got slapped. You just slapped everyone in the WAL. You just slapped everyone in the WAL saying they're protecting me with, with, with no competition. Yep. And now you just came back and slapped everyone else in the face, Rob. That was real good. So you do admit that you slapped them in the face, though. We could both be wrong, but you do admit it, right? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is where this is going. I can but see I, what I'm going with. Hold on, I need to get a drink. And breathe. Time for a short break in proceedings. Let the shields down. Let the coffee and tea flow. Guys, we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the show, guys. If you're just joining us, we are witnessing Courage Under Fire. Rob Vigent Jr., WAL middleweight hammer holder, is being questioned by not only myself, but from three men who believe they can take him out. We've also got existing roster athlete Paul Lynn on the line, and it's already gone off big time in the first part of tonight's show. Will we see more of the same? Let's find out and get back into the mix with more discussion on the middleweight division. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this up a little bit, guys, because I mean a lot of questions that get levied to me many, many times, right? Is how do we get into the World Arm Wrestling League and these you know it needs to be credible opponents that are coming up to pull the champion and also I'm gonna take Rob out of the equation now a little bit as well and talk about some of the other pullers that we've got on that Ross. One of them's on here now, Paul Lynn. If, 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 you come, if you come to Brendan, obviously you've pulled Paul and yes. lost. So you've had the shot at Paul and you didn't win that match. Brent, have, you, this... ever, have you ever pulled against Paul Lynn? Paul and I pulled at the Arnolds two years ago. Yes. And but not recently. Yeah. Okay. And, and Sonny, same question. I just got done pulling Bolson for the top roll title. Yep. I won that best out of three, and then I entered the heavyweights to go for that belt. I ended up taking second with a sprained thumb and some other injuries. Um, in the last big tournament before that, I think I pulled in a WAL regional, and my only two losses up a weight class were to Lorette and Barboza, and I beat everybody else right-handed. I didn't no. go to the finals due to health problems with the family, but... And before that, I was getting off my injuries from elbow surgery. So. And what's your walk-round weight, Sonny? Where are you actually sitting right now? About 210. 
so you're about 210. And off-season, I, I don't think that'll be a great deal different to a number of the guys on here. I think Brendan's probably similar. Paul, where are you at? About 215, a little bit okay. more. Sloppy during football season, Neil. Sloppy a little bit. Mm -hmm. Brent, <laughs> you similar? Yeah, I'm, I walk around at 200 throughout the year. So. Yeah. so no real differences in weight there. So one of the things that I was going to suggest was, obviously, when you look at this and you look at that pecking order, I, I really can't understand why you guys don't try and make an arrangement to get to somewhere that's viable and pull each other. And I'm talking specifically to the guys that aren't on the roster now. So forget Paul Lynn, forget RVJ, you're already on there. But Sonny, Brent, you've pulled. Brendan, you haven't faced either man. Is that right? No, I've never pulled. I've never faced Brent or uh, Sonny. What about common opponents, guys? Have you got? Have you, have you pulled anybody? Common opponents recently. Who's the sort of bigger names that you have faced in recent times? Well. Well, practically, up in Canada, like a lot of the guys that are good, not not a whole lot of people know them. But mm -hmm. I, it's not about like with me. I've never, I, don't know, I can admit, I've probably never beaten any number one guys yet. But it's in the last year and a half, I practically won every single. I've won every single tournament that I've entered, yep. no matter where I've been. I've been across the seas this year. I've been across the border, and I've won everything so far. So I don't know where to rank myself right now, but. All I know is I don't. I'm not scared to pull anybody. I will show up and I'll pull and I will be the best version of myself. And I'm only getting better. I'm, I'm only 23 years old, so my my ceiling is so high. As long as I stay healthy, there's no limit to how good I can be. Like this, so it all started off. I, I won the the Pennsylvania State Bowl mm -hmm. and I won the overall. And then I had a, and then I went. I won the New England just yesterday Bowl Fun. And then I, yep. I also went down to, to the Pan American Games in Costa Rica. And I pulled the 150 plus there, and I won the Pan Am Games, and I also won the overalls. I beat Mexico's number one overall puller, uh, Jose Maya. I think is his name. Mm -hmm. He was probably the toughest guy I had down there. So he, uh, I didn't. I had a pretty easy time beating him. I know he posted a video of us practicing on YouTube and said he beat me, but whatever that means, that doesn't make a difference to me because I walked away with the gold medals. But uh, I've pretty well been on a tear. I've been beating everybody that I faced. So. I can't really say where I am right now. That's why people can't say they can just crush me. Because I haven't lost yet, really. I never lost a tournament yet. So we're going to stay with Brendan for a second. Brendan, when you yes. look at the roster now in World Arm Wrestling League, okay, and I'm talking about the guys that are outside of the call and the guys that are on the call. So I'm, I'm going to mention a few games, okay? Craig yes. Tukey, Justin Fisher, Rhoda Hogland. Finland Mendes. When I speak about these guys, oh, Alan Guerra, you can put him in there as well, Mike Celiaris. When I speak about those guys, do you think they are representative of guys that are very credible, top contenders, or do you think these are guys that are below your level? I don't know. I can't, I can't really place myself anywhere because, like I said, I did lose a match. I lost that match to Paul about two years ago, but I probably tripled in strength and skill since then, so, um, and I'm just healthier now, I take care of myself, I, I, you know, I'm at the age where I got to start focusing and planning on what I really want to do in my life, but, you know, anybody, I, I will pull any of those guys, I think I smash them, I, I just have the mentality, when I get, when they, when they rest says go, that not a single person in the world can beat me, and that's just what I believe, not saying that it's factual, but if I can believe it, 
that I don't think I can convince the other guy that he can't beat me. That's a part, a big part of my game is just believing in myself and sucking the energy and sucking all the spirit out of my opponent. And it's been working. Well, it's an in interesting question, is it? Because let's take Paul Lynn. And Paul, we're going to come to you next. Obviously, Brendan spoke there about the fact that you did beat him but that was a considerable period of time ago. But one of the things he said there was that he's progressed a great deal. Yet when I speak to most people around the sport, you're also a guy that everybody is saying is improving exponentially. You're a guy that's getting better and better and better. And certainly in, in recent times, in the last couple of years, if you sort of chart your history and your career, it certainly suggests that that's the case. You've sort of leveled up event after event after event. You've beaten the likes of Craig Tuyer, Daniel Mosier. You know, you've come through Paul Talbot. You've beaten big names and you seem to be improving. Just to pick up on Brendan's point there, how much do you feel you've improved since you faced Brendan? Well, I think uh, I think at that point I was still a little bit green and I was kind of progressing through, you know, what, what style of puller did I want to be? And I, you know, I started off arm wrestling with... Uh, pretty good physical tool strength wise. Um, so the inside game and the hook game was where I felt most comfortable. And when I pulled Brendan is when I was really digging into the strap game and top rolling and everything, uh, you know, that goes along with that. Since then, I've been focused majorly on my hand and the technical aspect of the sport. So ideally, I think I've gotten physically stronger, but not only have I gotten physically stronger, but, but my IQ on the table has, has gone up most significantly. So I mean I would agree that Brandon Def or Brandon definitely has improved for sure, and it, and it's it's uh, it's easy to see that. Um, but but I do believe that that I'm 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 tracking on that same wavelength as far as um, improvement during that last the time between that last meeting and now. We're going to come to Sonny next up. Sonny, obviously yourself and Rob Vision, and you can say Brent as well, have been in the sport longer than Paul and Brendan. You've all been around for a very long period of time. Yet, by your own admission, Sonny, you said you've suffered quite a few serious injuries of late. What is it that makes you believe that you will have leveled up at the same in the same way that we've seen from Brendan and Paul? Do you feel like you're contending with these injuries throughout your career, so it's sort of two steps forward, three back? Or has there been something serious which you've been overcoming and it's now rectified? I believe it's rectified. Uh, back in the day, my injuries came from no technique, just power pulling. <laughs> now I got technique, and I, I think I'm twice the puller I ever was. And my injuries are starting to subside. I've trained through them a little bit, and I'm not scared of nobody, that's for sure. Brent, same question, mate. Obviously, you're a guy that's been in the sport for a very long period of time, then you dropped out. Um been away for a while after being an elite-level middleweight. You then went away from the sport for a pretty extended period. You're back. Do you find that it's um, – do you think your level is where it has been in the past, or are you sort of on, on an upward trend to get to that? No, I think right now, I think uh, – I kind of, too, ligament and tendon issues over the last couple of years um, have kept me from training the way I'd like to. Um, and now – the last three months, I think I've found a, uh, a product that's really helped with my inflammation, my ligament and tendon issues. And I'm actually been able to train the last three or four months uh, like I like to train. So uh, I'm definitely on the way back up. I, I'm definitely not at my full potential yet, but I'm on my way back up 
Um, and I'll definitely be better than I ever was just because I feel good and I can train like I haven't been able to train in years. And what is it about Rob Vigent's style or Rob in particular that seems to get under your skin, Brent, and seems to have you believing that you are the guy to take him down? Is it just based on prior experience? Do you feel that you match up particularly well with Rob? Where's that coming from? Is that question to me or Rob? To you. To you, Brent. Uh, no, I, I feel that uh, I got everything. Uh, I got all the right tools. I feel comfortable when I grab up with Rob. I feel I match him in, in every area. Um, there's there's no intimidation there at all. Uh, I feel like I'm the guy that has all the right tools to get the job done. Rob, any response to that? Yeah, uh, huge. I wish I was on video right now so you could see my eyeballs rolling like the fucking exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is what it is, right? A lot of people say, I'm not scared. I don't care. No fear. No intimidation is required. It doesn't make your ass write bigger checks than your body can cash. Either you can do it or you can't do it. Not being afraid doesn't mean anything, really. Do I think Brent's the guy to get the job done? No, because as I said right before you called him, he couldn't get the job done when he was his biggest and best. And I had my worst day in the sport. <laughs> Isn't that funny how it's always the other guy's worst day when they pull off a win? It's the worst day when yeah. they fucking lose, but I still won. <laughs> I've got it done once. I can do it again. I know that. Oh, Jesus. Are you guys reading off a cue card? What are these token phrases? <laughs> right on the money. Right on the money. Bring the money. Hey, Sonny, that was your worst day ever, too, and you still got the job done. Good job, buddy. No well, no, shit. that's like you were at that tournament, too, Brent. Remember um, the one I told I, – I tried to remind Sonny about the last time I actually saw him pull, and we were in I the same class at the ROTN. Remember, Brent, you were there. I think you opted to pull me first round. And uh, Oh, how'd you do in that tournament? Oh, 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 you didn't place. I remember. Oh, I'm just uh, yeah. checking. I just want to make sure I got my facts straight. You know, they get jumbled in. Yeah, uh, that that <laughs> was the year I didn't make weight, wasn't it, Rob? I didn't make weight until the morning of. I missed my weight cut the night before I came in. You know what's great about you guys? I'm going to stop you there. Everyone says no excuses, and then they follow with 10 excuses. No, you did win that day. 10 years ago. Good job, Rob. Easy now. Sonny's going back 13 years ago, and you just patted Sonny on the back in 2008 and shit. Come on, guys. You got to not be hypocrites. <laughs> I come out. <laughs> Based on that, I'm coming out of retirement and killing you all. I wonder what Al Turner's going to stick his arm. Al Turner's going to stick his arm out of a grave and be calling me off with a hammer next. <laughs> no, he'll be sending me another ass cushion so you can sit the next regular tournament out in your backyard. I'm sorry, there's an organization that I compete for, the one you're trying to kick down their door called The Wall, <laughs> and they decided that I, you know, while you're over there trying to get in the application mode, I'm taking her to the prom and fucking her. <laughs> WL's my wife. You're just trying to get some attention. They tell me what to do. Hey, now, Neil, you need to put this guy on the microphone with you. He's got some lines like you do, man. I'll tell you. Now, Rob, let, let's talk about your own progression, mate. Getting it back, getting it back to ground zero before we get banned. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a quick one, mate. Obviously, we to be. I'm, I'm coming at you straight now, and I think everybody would agree with this. Even the guys on here 
that believe they can slap you about on the arm wrestling table. I think they will agree that you have improved, mate. Areas of your game where you had shown some signs of weakness in the past, it's fair to say you shored them up. Everybody would cast aspersions that the strap was an issue for you. We've seen you pull really, really well in the straps this year. Um, how far do you think you've progressed? And do you think it's this kind of attitude and this kind of approach from other top guys around the sport in North America and elsewhere that's created that increase in your level, that, that, that game change? Yeah, the game, I think, is definitely elevated and everybody, as it elevates, uh, steps up. So, you know, no, no different than any other sport. What used to be an Olympic gold medal now doesn't even get you into the U.S. Olympic trials back in the, you know, 20 years later. So I, everybody's really, as the rules change, people are always finding a way to manipulate and elevate the game. And, you know, you take somebody like uh, Jason Vale, I think he really made people look at the straps differently. And I don't think that's any different than any facet of arm wrestling, whether it's you see a guy and you study how uh, some of the Europeans like Rustum getting a hook and how they initiate it. I just think with uh, video and uh, podcasts like this, you can really dissect the game and then take your training and make every ounce of it more conducive to what you're doing so you can become better. And I think the baseline of where we're at now might have been like a national champ level maybe 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So it, it you, you have to stay moving in sports and evolving or guys that you, you'll get caught. Even even if you're a genetic superhuman, people will catch you via, you know, outworking you, out thinking you, out drugging you, whatever it is. It could be a combination of any of those things, but you've <coughs> got to stay moving and evolving. Now, Rob, we've got some good arm wrestlers on this call and some arm wrestlers on this call that say they can beat you and say that they're better than you and should take the hammer off you. I'm going to call some names out and you tell me if there's anybody on this call who is more dangerous than this man. Storm Cellino. Okay, what do you want me to say about him? Is there anybody on this call? Just We'll, we'll just wait till the Harley goes. And then yeah. Storm Cellino, is there anybody on the call that you figure is more dangerous than Storm to you right now? Um, I would say maybe... Uh... For me, right now, in my opinion, I would have to see Paul Winningham pull because I know they train together. Mm -hmm. And I know that that makes, uh, carries a lot of weight. Um, I know he's got his spots, but I've seen him do so dominant with such great pullers for so long, it would be very hard for me to bet against him. I've seen him in round robins with, you know, some of the best guys. And I know that everyone has their angle on this call. I don't think anyone on this call is great everywhere. Maybe Paul. Brendan's good everywhere, but do I think his hook is elite if he stops in a hook? Like, I think I think Paul may be the physically strongest guy on the phone, I think. But it's hard for me to say. So, Storm, I would say, put it this way, out of all the guys on the phone, I'd rather pull almost everybody except besides Storm. Okay. Is there anybody on this podcast outside of yourself that can beat Jordan Sill when he's on his game? Um, okay, so we don't really know where Brendan is. I'll give him that nod that I have respect for his ability, but I do think that Jordan is a gamer. Uh, he's heavy and strong. And um, again, Paul looks like he has the physical, uh, the physicality 
to probably get in there at different angles. Uh, I, if I had to back a horse out of those guys, I would back Paul just because I know to beat Jordan, you're just going to have to be stronger than him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the guy trained at a camp with probably like 100 collective years of arm wrestling knowledge of some of the best arm wrestlers that come down the pipe. Is there anybody on this call that can beat Craig Toulier? The Craig Toulier I pulled or, 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 you know, yeah. the 200 plus pound version of that dude. Yeah. Tuned up Craig Toulier like the guy. That's, that that's, that's, a, sticky, that's a sticky one. Cause I think somebody that might be a little bit stickier in the start could give him a problem because, uh, I think I let a lot go in that match or should I say a lot got let go and he was able to get everything he needed. Um, but where it landed and what I felt, <clears throat> That's hard to say, man. You better have a really, really, really good arm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, like, like again, I go back to strong. I don't know how strong Paul's arm is right now, but I would bet against the other three for sure. Is there any other guy on the phone that you know of or you believe would create real problems or beat Justin Bishop, the man you just faced at the final in Atlanta? Again, that's 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 hard to say. I mean, that comes down to uh, styles and matchups. I know Justin is a great strap puller, and he seemed to pack on a lot of strength and a lot of size, and he proved it even by beating uh, Ron Bath left-handed, which is a guy that he's never really been able to compete with. So I know he made great strength gains. So when I look at a guy like Justin, the thing that made me very nervous about him was that 176, he beat the current 176 guy in the world who was the best guy in the world in Giannis Amelins, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that. So you know his capability is able to run with the best guys in his weight class. So really, I don't know. What he did with Mike Solaris showed that he's of a world-level 200-pounder. So I can't say enough. I don't know. I haven't seen Brent enough. I haven't seen Sonny enough. All ball-breaking aside, like I haven't seen enough. I know they all have their angles and strengths, but they're definitely all just get one big fucking round robin and work it out. From what you've seen, Rob... Of the men that are on the call right now, Paul Lynn, Sonny Larson, Brent Rackers, Brendan Lemon. Who do you think wins if those guys met each other fresh for fresh on a single day? Who's the most dangerous man on the call? Most dangerous man on the call? For you, yeah. For me, um, I think I think uh, Brent and uh, Paul Lynn are very similar in styles. Um... I think that uh, right now, just because of Paulin's uh, hunger and and how much he trains and and being a student of the game, I'd say in order, if I was to rank them in order, in my mind, if I was to put a, a pecking order of dangerous to to like one to four, I would say Paulin, maybe Brendan because of his activity and and his weapons. Then uh, Brent and Sonny. Sonny, what do you think makes you more dangerous or better, more of a threat than Brent Rackers, than Brendan Lemon, and than Paul Lynn? Duh. Money. Show me the money. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Wait, hold on. Let me get Cuba Gooding. Neil Pickham, can you, you put Cuba Gooding on the phone? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, they're all great pullers. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
nobody's pulled a fresh, healthy Sonny Larson in a long time. Uh, I know they don't want to pull me. RBJ, I know he don't. I can tell by his instant reactions by asking questions. But I just like to see the matchups, you know. Let's do it. Say when and where. I'll be there. I'll prove it. I don't have social media account to where I can make all these videos and whatnot. <clears throat> Let's pull. That's all I got to say, really. Let's pull. Now, Brent, you're obviously a guy that's really hungry to get in the World Arm Wrestling League mix. Uh, you know that Brendan is on the same trajectory. You know that you've already pulled Sonny. You haven't faced some of the other guys that are out and about that are still active in main draw tournaments. And I'm talking about people like Craig Tuye. I'm talking about people like Justin Bishop. Is your approach going forward now going to be to seek these guys out? Are you going hunting? Uh, well, the last time I pulled Craig, which was two years ago at the Arnold's, right before he pulled Rob, I beat Craig. <laughs> And knocked him out of the Arnold's. Mm -hmm. So that was the last time we pulled. I'm really not going to seek him out. Uh, if I have a loss to somebody, I might seek them out. But uh, yeah, or if they're, you know, if they're ranked ahead of me, if I have something to prove or if I'm going after, if I have a reason to go get them, absolutely, I'll go chase them down. What about Brendan uh, Lemon? Bearing in mind, he's a guy that's up and coming. He's hunting everything that moves. He believes yeah. if it's bleeds, he can kill it. And he's right there. That would eliminate some competition and it'd make things easier in terms of the path and who people would believe deserves that shot. Yeah, and I, I really don't know Brendan at all. Um, I just, he, he's, to me, because I have been out of the sport, I hadn't followed and I have been seeing his name a lot. So I really don't know a lot about the guy. It looks like he's doing really well. looks like he's progressing well. Um, but I can't really speak on him because I, I don't know enough about him. Don't blink. Gonna... Sorry, go. <laughs> Don't blink. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> Brendan, confident young man. We're gonna we're gonna come to Paul Lynn. We always love to get these parting shots on, mate. Before we uh, we let you guys get back to enjoying your Sunday, Paul, as one of the guys on the roster that is right now the chasing pack, and you're very familiar with the other men on the roster that are in that chasing pack. Do you believe that the guys we've got on the line right now, Brent, Sonny, Brendan, are above that chasing pack that are on there with you in the roster right now? Or do you believe that they're just um, misguided? Be honest. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's misguidance. And, and once again, I've only pulled one-on-one um, -on -one with, with a few of the guys, um, you know, that are in the WAL stable. Um do I think that the guys on the phone can definitely beat some of the, you know, the, the quote unquote elites, the guys on the circuit? I, I would say, yeah. Um, but when it comes to like that real upper tier, um, that's really head up by uh, Rob. And I, I see Rob Storm, Craig Toulier, Frode, uh, Jordan Sill. I see those guys as the upper tier. Um, could, could the guys on the phone compete with those guys? Uh, I'm sure, especially based on, you know, styles. Now, would anyone on the phone outright dominate all of those? I, 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 I can't imagine that, that those five guys would be dominated. But I do think that, that everybody on the phone is obviously a quality opponent. And I think Brendan, you know, obviously has a huge upside with the fact that he's so young. Um, so if, if he's not competitive now, he will be in no time. And obviously with Brent, I think it just, you know, Brent's obviously a total beast. 
and super strong inside. And I think I saw him take Jordan Still to the limits uh, out in Utah, I believe it was, or uh, out west last year. So I think when Brent's healthy too, that he is way more than formidable. Rob, we're going to come to you for one last parting comment, mate. To the guys on the phone, to the guys on social media, and to all the people listening into the podcast, if you had a message to give them about where you are sitting right now and what it takes to come after your title and who can claim it, what would that message be? What do you want to tell people? Yeah, I kind of touched on this a little bit when we when people were fluffing up Todd Hutchings and his side pressure, and I think that him pumping off the side pressure to people is all good because that recipe worked when he was stronger than people and pushing sideways. But there's going to be an evolution of the class when somebody's equally strong to him, but with way more tools and way more, more leverages. And I just kind of cap that off with the bar that has been set in this class is going to be raised higher than it's ever been this year, period. Gentlemen, I want to thank you all for coming on the show. I want to say um, really, really appreciate your time. It's been a lot of fun. Whatever happens next year, I know it's going to be one white knuckle ride, mate. So um, hang on in there. We want to see the best of you. Get out, make some noise. And uh, I can't wait to see which one of you are. How many of you get through to get that shot? Thanks for coming on, guys. Well, one thing we can never beat is time. And unfortunately, we've run out of it. And we got a call time on tonight's show. What an interesting discussion. What an interesting debate that really was. Particularly when Brent Rackers came onto the show. Although I've got to be honest, I'm not sure where he was actually conducting it from. By the sounds of all the animals clearly standing three feet away, it seemed to be the lower deck of Noah's kin ark. Anyway, nothing we couldn't handle. So without further ado, I'd like to say a massive thank you to all of the guys for coming on tonight's show. And more importantly, I'd like to say a massive thanks to each and every one of you for once again joining us here and checking out World Arm Wrestling League this week. And I hope you'll do the same time next time as we get more from the World Arm Wrestling League and the wider world of arm wrestling. Take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.